Colin, you need to get rid of Avira. She's been holding you back. Brax, Brax is who you need to be singing with. I'm just kidding. Just kidding, Avira. All right. We've been talking about and, and uh, trying to emphasize uh, prayer. And uh, last Tuesday evening, we had our first Tuesday evening prayer meeting, and we had a good group show up. And so if you have, and, and we have a couple ladies who are volunteering, and so if you have kids, they will watch them for you, and that's at 5.30 on Tuesday night, right after Disciple Group. We just come in here, huh? Well, I thought it was at 5.30. It's between 5.30 and 6. But anyway, uh, I thought, anyway, okay, I don't 5.30 or 6 or whenever. Anyway, we're going to, we just come and pray, and it is a great time. We had a great time this last week, and we're wanting that, I, I am wanting that to become the pillar of what everything else comes out of at the church. And uh, as, we, as we go to the Word tonight, uh, I just want to, uh, to, to study and see what the Word says and what, what Paul says about prayer. So if you have your Bibles, go to Colossians chapter 4. And we're going to begin reading with verse 2. And let's stand and honor God's Word. And Paul's talking to a church, a real church in a real town with real people. And it'd be just like this. It's just believers. And this is what he says to them, beginning with verse 2, chapter 4 of Colossians. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And pray for us, too, that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders and make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversations be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. I wanted to read what the Amplified Bible says. It says, Be earnest and unwearied and steadfast in your prayer life. There's three things he says there. He says, Be earnest, unwearied, and steadfast in your prayer life. Being alert and intent in your praying with thanksgiving and in the same time pray for us and then it goes on but that's the part i really want to be earnest and unwearied and steadfast in your prayer life being both alert and attent in your praying with thanksgiving he says we need to be uh we need to be specific we need to be uh intentional in our prayer life and so let's go to the word and see what we we can learn tonight let's pray father we love you thank you for your word tonight and Father, I pray that you would show us that uh, we need to be uh, earnest and unwearied. We need, it needs to not be a chore for us to pray, but we need to seek and, and long to do it. And Father, help our, our prayers to be kingdom-oriented. And we ask that you would just show us this tonight as we're here together. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You might remember, you may be seated, you might remember a few years ago that in Florida, the cops were called on a 911 call to McDonald's. And the reason they were called was that a lady had ordered some a 10-piece chicken McNuggets. 
and they had ran out of 10-piece chicken McNuggets. And when they didn't have the chicken, the 10-piece chicken McNuggets, most people might have celebrated that. But uh, when they didn't have the 10-piece chicken McNuggets, the lady called 911 and called the cops and told them that uh, the store was trying to sell her a McDouble instead and that she was in hunger and she really needed her 10... And it, it was really about her. And I think sometimes maybe we come to the Lord and it's all about us and our prayers are all about us. And uh, we are a consumer-based uh, culture and we believe that everything is about us. And we, the customer's always right. And if we don't like the service at one place, we go to another place. And the truth is, within churches, even now, uh, as you talk to pastors, as I talk to pastors all over the district, and even uh, I was talking to Luke's old pastor uh, down in Arkansas, it is something that is happening throughout all of churchdom. And it's this consumer-based church. And I go here for this, and I go here for that, and there's no church home anymore. It's, it's a weird phenomenon, and I don't know, I don't know exactly what's going to become of it, but it is this uh, consumer-based church. And we have this deal, we have this thing within us that makes us want to make everything about ourselves. And, uh, and we ask, and it becomes part, even, even in our prayers... We uh, ask and treat God like uh, he's Santa Claus. I don't know if any of you have ever, if you have little kids, we will take a kid, a child, and we will set them on a stranger's lap that is Santa Claus, and our children will just rattle off everything they want to a complete stranger. And sometimes we are that way to God, we just go and we just come before him and we just rattle off everything we want. And so I want you to answer this question tonight. And I want you to be really honest. I want you to think about it because this is a really, I, I think this is a really good question. And I want, you to, I want you to answer it in your heart. If God answered all of your prayers with yes, now imagine this. If God answered all of your prayers with yes, how much would the kingdom of God be furthered? If God answered all of your prayers with yes, how much would the kingdom of God be furthered? And this is, question is kind of hard because it makes us stop and think, what effect do my prayers have on the kingdom of God? And how much time do I spend praying about spiritual things and how much time do I spend praying for the things that I want? And, do, and are my prayers for the good of the kingdom, are my prayers outwardly motivated, or are my prayers inwardly motivated? So I'm going to, be, uh, I'm going to go, come to confession tonight, and I'm going to tell you the truth, and I'm going to tell you about a prayer that I prayed last night. And uh, I want you to, in your mind, this is a prayer that I've prayed in the last 24 hours. And I want you to judge to see if, you, if it is a world-changing prayer. And this is, this is honest to goodness. I was sincere when I prayed it. 
And I want you to listen to it and you be the judge. Oh Lord, I know you can do this. I always like to remind God that he is God. And I was like, oh Lord, and I was sincere. I mean, this is a sincere, real prayer that I have prayed in the last 24 hours. Oh Lord, I know you can do this. Please. And I said, please. So, I mean, that really gets him. I would really, because I really wanted him to answer this prayer. Oh, Lord, I really want you to do this. I know you can do this. Please, God, make those dogs quit barking so that my grandkids won't wake up tonight. I don't know if that would further the kingdom at all, but that was a real prayer from a real person, and it was me. Now, I don't know if that would change the kingdom of God, but... uh, That was a real prayer. So I want you to think sometimes we pray those selfish prayers. I I mean, I was laying in bed last night, and the dogs was barking, and and I'm serious. I was like, oh, God, please don't let the kids wake up. And I was serious. I have prayed. Now, listen to this. These are things I've prayed for. I have prayed for my girls to make free throws. I know none of you have ever done that. I don't know if that's kingdom business. I have prayed that I would shoot a big deer. Can I get a witness? Come on. Is there somebody here that has prayed that? Bo Waller. Yes. It's, it's, Jason Roast doesn't have to pray because they just come to him. I don't know what the deal is. Or maybe that's his secret. He does pray. I have prayed that I would shoot a big deer. This is real kingdom stuff here. But when we think about it, I mean, sometimes that we, we, we pray stuff. And if we're really honest, I mean, I really want to start thinking about it. Are my prayers about me? Or are my prayers kingdom-oriented? And when you look at the things you pray for, I mean, I, we really need, I really want you, I, I want to tr- ask you to do this. If God answered all my prayers with yes, how would the kingdom of God be changed? And do I need to change my mind about the way that I pray? And we need to think about it. Now, prayer is communication. It's this communication. Anytime we talk with anybody, there is... A, there, is a, there are levels of communication, and it, and it goes deeper and deeper. And so we have to think. And so sometimes when you, when you have communication, the first kind of communication is just like small talk. And so if you're a lady, you might say, you know, oh, you know, that's a nice purse you have or something like that. If you're a man and there's another, like, like you're in an elevator and another man walks in there, you know, you might have small talk, and it might just be, oh. And you know, oh, yeah. and so and so, it might just be a grunt or something like that. And so we have they have small talk, and then as you and you know, and sometimes when you're on an airplane or something like that, you know, it might get into you know, what do you do for a living? And we start to do things like that. And then as it gets farther in, you might start sharing the way you feel about things, and and that uh, might get a little bit farther. And that and that happens in the in the dating process and uh, stuff like that. But then when you really, really start to get to know someone, then you start revealing and showing who you really are. You start getting transparent with people, and you start saying, this is who I really am, and this is what I am. And that is what God seeks for us to be. I think a lot of times our prayer with Him is pretty shallow, but God is seeking for us to be fully open to him. And I think sometimes we act like God doesn't know what's going on in our life. We try to hide things from him. Like, I'm not going to talk to God about that because I don't want him to know about that. He already knows about it. 
He already knows what he wants us to do is to be really honest with who we really are. He wants us to say, okay, I know I messed up there. I shouldn't have been praying that the dogs would be quiet, but for crying out loud, they were barking, you know. He wants us to be honest. He wants us to be honest with who we are. And I think too many of us are caught up in spiritual chit-chat, just shallow, you know, thank you for my lunch, thank you for this, thank you for that. God, help me with this. God, help me with that. But we don't get down to the real kingdom stuff. And God really seeks for us to get into kingdom stuff. I want you to, prayer is supposed to be our life. Prayer is to be the, the spiritual lifeblood of our life. Prayer is not a chore. I've, I read this quote. Prayer is not a chore that keeps you from living your life. Life is a distraction from your communication with God, which is true life. Pray, I think sometimes we think, oh, I've got to pray. forgot to pray today. You know, pastor's talking about prayer. I know I need to pray more, but I don't have time to pray. I mean, how many times is that? We've all said that. I don't have time to pray. And we act like prayer is a chore to life. And the truth of the matter is, prayer is life. Life is what interrupts our well, what was I going to Life is a distraction from what real life is, which is prayer. Our life is distracting us from prayer. And too often, we let life distract us. Prayer is important. And so Paul talks about this. And he says, he says, be earnest and unwearied and steadfast in your prayer. Devote yourselves to prayer. What are you devoted to? If someone said, are you... If, someone, if, if we ask you really... To, if I ask you honestly tonight and I said... Are you a Christian? You say, yes, yes, I'm a Christian. Are you devoted to prayer? What would your answer be? I don't want you to answer out loud. But are you devoted to praying to God? And, and Paul says that as Christians, that we are to be devoted to prayer. And, and if someone came to our church, I want us to be honest, I want us to think about that. Would they say that we are devoted to prayer? They might say that we're devoted to trying to have a good worship service, that we're devoted to making sure that we have time for preaching, that we're devoted to kids' ministry, that Pastor Kelsey's over there, and she's, she's, we're devoted to making sure that that's taken care of. We're devoted to youth ministry. We've, we've got that, and we're taking care of that. We're devoted to that. But would prayer be something that they say that we are devoted to? I am praying that that will be... that. Tuesday night, when we have prayer meeting, that that will be the pillar that everything else is, is, comes out of. That, that prayer is going to be something that we can honestly say as a church that we are devoted to taking time out of the week and saying, okay, we, we give time on Sunday morning for worship. We give time on Sunday morning for the breaking of the word. But on Tuesday night, we take a block of time and we're going to be devoted to prayer because I think it's important. And probably haven't been doing it as much as we should and so we, we i really want us to be devoted to prayer and 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 paul said that the whole christian walk is grounded in our development of prayer and his he said my whole experience of 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 being a christian is in this unceasing act of prayer paul said i do it all the time 
I'm thinking about God all the time. My mind is in this unceasing prayer. And that's what he's talking about, being devoted and completely devoted to prayer. He, was, he, he, he said, I'm going to do what God says. And he prays here. He said, he said I'm going I'm to speak what God tells me to do. I'm going to go where God wants me to go. And we see this lived out in his life. And Paul is living out this being led by God. I'm going to ask you tonight, is this you? Are you doing what God says to do? Are you, do, you, do you? Are you ever in a place where you can even hear God? We put ourselves in a place where we can hear what everybody, we can scroll through, and we hear what everybody says about everything else. Do you spend as much time listening to God as you do paying attention to what everybody else says about everything else? Do you do what God asks you to do? He, do you speak when God tells you to speak? Can you hear God speak? Or do we just roll through life and we're not even listening when God would might say, you know, you might want to speak something into that person's life. Do you go where God wants you to go? This morning we heard a Pastor Sean and Brooke. I mean, they've gotten in this place where they could hear God say, I, I want you to go from here to there. You have to get quiet enough where you can hear that. And when you hear that, then you say, yes, I'm going to do that. You know, there might, God might be having something for you to do or go or say or, or whatever, but we have to get in this place, in this place of prayer, where we get intimate and quiet with God and quit just, oh, God, give me, give me, give me, give me, and have non-unkingdom-minded un, un prayer and to this prayer where we're saying, God, where, where would you want me to go? Who would you want me to speak to? What would you have me to do? And... He and and when Paul prays, he he prays. If you if you if you listen to what he prays here, he says uh, he says that I may proclaim it fully. He's talking about the gospel. He's praying that he would he would speak boldly. See, Paul's not asking for things for himself. He's he's asking kingdom things that the kingdom would be spoken boldly. You ever pray that prayer in your life? I think sometimes we pray that God. I just like I just soon not have to say anything. I mean, let's just be honest. God, I really like not to have to say anything. But Paul said, I want to speak boldly. And then he said, I want to I want, I pray that the word would be received. I think sometimes we, we pray that someone would, would hear the word. We ever pray that they would receive it? Paul said, I, re I pray that they would receive the word. Not only that they would hear the word, but that they would receive the word. Then he said, uh, I, and it was all kingdom. He says, I pray that the word would be spread rapidly. He said, I pray that I would declare the word fearlessly. I think sometimes we kind of are sheepish about, you know, well, you know, this is what the Lord says about this. And, you know, but, you know, I don't know, you know. Paul was fearless. Paul was fearless. We can stand on the word. You know that? Don't stand on your own opinions. But you can stand and say, you know, what I think doesn't matter, but this is what the Word says. And then just let it set. That's all we need to say. We don't have to add or take away anything. We just say, this is what the Word says. And then he prayed that people would receive the message that he had given them. We, I think sometimes we just want to beat people over the head with stuff. We need to be praying. If we've got somebody that you want to witness to or you got, that you need, know that God needs to speak into their life, pray that they will receive it. Because, because it comes from him. And Paul encourages us to have kingdom-focused prayers. That our prayers would not be about us, 
But they, they would be kingdom-focused prayers. And Jesus shows us how to have a kingdom-minded uh, prayer. When, when you look at Jesus' life, Jesus was always slipping away from the disciples and the crowds, and he would get in a place where he could get alone with God. And I'm going to tell you, the world and the pressures of life do not want you to get alone with God. Satan is going to do everything he can to get you so busy that you do not have a time to get alone with God. And Jesus says, and, we, and he, and he uh, models this in his life, that he would find a time to slip away and just get by himself and get in solitude with God. And he, and he sought that. And he, he, uh, his mission always centered around the will of God and around kingdom stuff. Uh, if you want to know how to be kingdom-minded in prayer, it starts with this, getting alone and not just having uh, shallow conversations with God, but this real sharing of who you are and what and 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 thinking of others and praying kingdom mind and that's what changes things more importantly pray prayer is is this is this powerful force that can change the attitudes in our hearts and it can change the attitudes in others hearts i think sometimes we think that there's people that we look at them and think god can never god can never do anything in their heart god can never change their heart I think sometimes we look at our hearts and say, God, you, I, I don't think you can change my heart. I, I, I've been this way too long. I, I think sometimes we wonder if God can really change people. God changes people's hearts. God changes people's hearts. He, he does. He does. Uh, so in order to have a kingdom minded prayers, I first I have to have a kingdom mind. I have to get out of looking at self and look up and see others. And we talked about this last week as we talked about Job. As soon as he got up and looked out from himself and got kingdom-minded, God started doing stuff in his life. And I think sometimes we're praying, God, help me here. God, help me here. God, help me here. And we don't hear answers to those prayers. And I think if we would get from God, help me to God, help them, then God might start answering some stuff in our own hearts. Or maybe... We would get so excited about God, what, was doing, what God was doing in someone else's life, we'd forget about all the stuff in our life, and we'd just go on. And we wouldn't. Sometimes when you see out, you forget about everything that's going on in your own life as well. And so we need to be kingdom-minded. God helps change other people's hearts. He helps change our hearts. Maybe there's somebody that you work with that uh, maybe they... I know none of you have anybody like this, that just somebody that just grinds on you. Anybody ever work with somebody like that that just drive you nuts? Maybe instead of complaining about them to someone else, maybe you should go to prayer to God about them. Maybe, and don't, and don't pray that something bad would happen to them and, and they get, you know, wouldn't work with your, don't pray that they get fired, you know. Once you, you know, you know, if you start praying for someone, your 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 heart changes towards them. You know that. And so, instead of complaining about somebody, maybe you should uh, uh, pray for them. This is this this one here is this is me. I I complain about 
drivers, peoples that the way they drive, and I'm just like, why, oh, why, you know? And I'm going to try instead of complaining about the way people drive, I'm going to start praying for them and maybe having a little more patience. And and my wife will need to pray for me about that because that's 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 my deal. Uh, people drive me nuts on the road and they just need to let me have my own lane that's all i need and just green lights all through life that's all i need uh but instead of getting upset maybe i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to seek and i'm going to have Cindy try to help me with this uh help me to uh remember this because it's uh, I, I i get aggravated but i want to invite you this uh, i really want to invite you to come and and give a Tuesday night to let God teach you how to pray in a kingdom way and to let God mold you and, 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 and make you into the prayer person that you need to be. And it takes time, and he's working on me, <coughs> and he's helping me. But I want, us, I want us to be a church who the main pillar of what we do comes out of prayer. I really do. I think, believe this is what God's calling us to. And so uh, I want to encourage you to be that way as well. Let's stand and uh, pray, and then I'm going to let you go. Yes. Who is it? Okay. Carolyn. There's twins, yeah. So Carolyn. What's her last name? You don't know what it is right now? Okay, all right. Okay, Carolyn. Okay. All right, let's pray, let's pray for Carolyn as we go to prayer. Father, tonight, uh, we want to pray, Lord, that uh, our hearts and our lives and our prayers would be kingdom-minded. Father, I pray that you would help us to listen to how we pray. Father, you tell us to come with all of our needs, and and I know that, but Father, I pray tonight that you would just really uh, help us to pray outward, help us to pray kingdom, help us to lift others up. And Father, tonight I pray for Carolyn, and Father, uh, you know her, and you know her heart. And Father, I pray that you would speak into her heart, pray that she would hear you and your word says that when we pray that you work and you change things and you make things different so father i pray that you would speak into carolyn's heart tonight father i pray that you would speak into the heart of the church father i i I pray that you would put within our heart a desire to come and pray together and father train us and and mold us and make us into the church you would have us to be when it comes to prayer and father i know that it's something we haven't uh, we've, we've always prayed but we haven't had this emphasis like we've been doing and so father i pray that you would just continue to draw people and that you would speak and that your hand would be upon us and we love you father and help us to pray in kingdom ways and we ask these things in jesus name amen you are dismissed lord bless you